everybody. Welcome to Quarantine Episode 1 of Football After Dark, Free Agency Edition. I'm your host, Jusby. Today I'm joined by professional sports broadcaster Nate Kuiper. Hi. Number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman. I'm dying. Uh, well, I'm practicing self-distancing, so you can't kill me. Hell yeah. And then the man with the big whiteboard, Corey Clemens. That's me. We got Can we introduce him as that from now on? Can we just introduce him as that, like, the man with the big whiteboard? I'm down for that. <laughs> Sounds racist. Damn. <laughs> it's a whiteboard. It's not a... Dry erase board? Just because it was... How about just the man with the big board? I'm down with that, too. That also kind of like big board man. Because that also that also kind of like you know puts in there like fantasy big boards and like draft big boards, which Corey's big on. So we'll just uh, you're the man with the big board. The big board. You're like our own Mel Kuyper, but it's weird because my last name is Kuyper. <laughs> but your first name's not Mel. Or is it? Can you, grow, Corey? Can you grow your hair out to look exactly like Mel Kuyper? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. All right. Uh, so I, uh, if you guys can't tell, if I sound a little weird, um, I'm actually uh, in my car. Uh, we are Discord calling all of this. We're all in our own separate areas. Um, I am in a car on my phone driving back from Boston because I laid, I put a nice bouquet of flowers at the doorstep of the TV12 <laughs> facility in Boston. Oh, man. I'm going to feel bad for that Hardee's. Yeah. News broke this morning. Tom Brady has officially decided that he will not be returning to the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots will have a new quarterback for the first time in almost our lifetime. And very conveniently. I might have very, very conveniently about 20 minutes later. The Panthers said that they're willing to trade Cam Newton. Just saying. Well, yeah, apparently the Panthers and Cam are working together on a trade. So, like, Cam's not going to be in Carolina much longer. You own the Patriots, uh, baby. Patri- oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Belichick what, you don't want new life. Cam Newton to go to the Patriots? Imagine what he would do with Bill Belichick. No. Well, I mean, Cam Newton's not an accurate quarterback, and none of the receivers in New England can separate, so I don't necessarily know if it would be a good fit. Um, well, uh, that's just the thing. Yeah, but Bill Belichick is the king of getting a quarterback to throw good dump-off passes. That's like Cam Newton's been training his whole life throwing uh, – uh, oh, my God. Yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, Cam Newton's been training his whole life by dumping the ball off to McCaffrey. Bill Belichick watches those dump-offs, and he's like, I could turn this into something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that broke this morning, but that's not where we're going to start. Instead, what we're going to start on, because obviously Corey and I spent uh, the last week or so, maybe not necessarily a week, uh, we met twice, uh, once in person, once through Discord yesterday, to do our annual free agency prediction list and all of that stuff's going to include where Brady ultimately ends up. Instead, what we're going to start on is the CBA that was approved by an extremely slim margin. Oh my uh, god, insanely. If 31 votes had gone the other way, it'd be a, it, they would have voted no. Damn. And 100 players didn't even vote. 
So yeah, five hundred players didn't vote. They must they must be like young millennials who don't want to vote, but they'll talk about it on Twitter. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> no god. So, uh, some some of the biggest some of the big thingies, the thingy-ma-doos, uh the thingy-ma-jigs. Uh, the regular season is going to be 17 games now. That is uh, interesting. The NFL switched to a 16-game schedule in 1978. It's been four decades. Uh, now, it won't happen until the 2021 season, so this season coming up, uh, it will still be 16 games. But now that now that the CBA has been ratified and we have 10 years of labor peace, they're going to work that in as soon as they can. So it'll probably be the 2021 season. You'll uh, lose a preseason game, but gain a regular season game. Uh, there's going to be a third wild card team. The playoffs expand from 12 teams to 14 teams. Uh, and the way they're going to do that is the number two seed in each conference now won't get a first round bye. They'll just play the seventh seeded team. So instead of a first round bye, like the Chiefs would have played the Steelers this year, uh, and the Packers would have played the. Uh, I don't know who who would have oh the Cowboys the Packers would have played the Cowboys. Yep. So you're you're gonna have like a lot of and, and I think that's kind of a little eh because like bye weeks are important and I think you're gonna start noticing well, the one seeds getting to the what, Super Bowl a lot more. That's what I like about it is that bye weeks have been too important and you've only seen one and two seeds go to the Super Bowl in the past what six years. So I think ideally I would get rid of all bye weeks in the Super Bowl and just have home field advantage. I would see I'm the inverse where I think every team should just get a bye week and then we should just play the playoffs and every team I, just gets a week off. I would be okay with that too. I would also be okay with that. That sounds like a really good idea. One seed, a massive advantage, and like the one seed is already supposed to be the best team. And now what you're doing is you're giving them like, oh, well, we're the only team that gets time off. Yeah, and, and that's why I think that's going to be rough because what happens when it's the two one seeds making the Super Bowl every year for the next 10 years? Yeah, that's the – well, I mean, that's the, the – <laughs> I mean, the one seed – it, I think it goes back and forth between like the one seed and the two seed as to like it's pretty split as to how often they make the playoffs. I saw some like computer simulations that were predicting like like a twenty percent increase in the times where the number one seed would be making the playoffs or making the Super Bowl, and it's like that's kind of a lot because like the NFL is even though like obviously the Tennessee Titans didn't make the postseason uh, make the like a deep playoff run it was still like their story that like captivated everybody but i don't know uh we'll see we'll see and i just i don't know adding the seventh playoff team just feels kind of eh. like we all know if the steelers and cowboys had made the playoffs they weren't going to win a game well i take it back the steelers with their defense they could maybe like ring a game out but the cowboys weren't doing shit and now you're going to start like we, we've been memeing for years about that seven and nine team that sometimes backs into the playoffs because they won their division. Now you're going to have like an eight and eight or I guess an eight and nine or in a 
seven and ten. You could have a seven and ten team make the playoffs. That's I nuts. swear you're going to see it happen. That's nuts. That that'll be. That's like that's like NBA levels of oof. Because like you yeah. have NBA teams under five hundred that make the playoffs and then they get balked. That means all those years the Saints went seven and nine could have been playoff years. Every other year, was I guess it is year, true. In the breeze era, at least. Uh, roster sizes are increasing, including the practice squad. Active rosters will expand from fifty-three to fifty-five, and practice squad will increase from twelve to fourteen. That's uh, one hundred and twenty-eight more NFL players earning a salary, which is you know, Gucci for them, I guess. Gucci swag. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cool, but I, I think when you add more people on your payroll. Even though the salary caps go up, it's I don't, it's just interesting. More players are going to get to be on teams. I think you'll be able to hold roster spots more. Um, injured reserve won't be used as liberal liberally. Yeah. I think it. That's that's a big thing, I think, because you, you'll have the, those extra few slots to just kind of mitigate that. Some players, yeah. Think, so who are a person that won't be done for the season, you don't have to IR designate return. You can just keep them on the roster, just like way down the depth chart. Yep, and then just just we'll just mark them as out every week, and then. Oh man, I wonder what that. Oh, yeah, I wonder what that does for the uh, game day. You know, the seven inactives that they say each day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's true. For a player yeah, it doesn't say like five weeks. You could just you just mark them as inactive every single week for those five weeks or six weeks or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, welcome back, Kyber. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I think. Well, as I said, I'm driving, and I think I just hit a dead zone, and my internet dropped. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to see a dead like deer or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm. I'm using. Uh, I'm using good old Verizon. Not a sponsor, but. I'm relying on Verizon's data as I'm driving across the freeway, but I think I might have just repeating that you guys said. Well, you guys were just talking about the CBA. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you cut off at. I just happened to glance up and saw you weren't there. We were talking about the roster sizes increasing and how, like, with the uh, increased roster sizes, you might not see uh, players with certain injuries go to IR right away if they think they can come back. And you'll see a little bit more roster manipulation with the two extra spots on the active and uh, practice squad. Yeah, um, I still don't like. I I'm just I just don't like the 17 game season because it just feels messy. Like it just, that just feels like a weird number. Like like have we determined like how they're gonna figure out who that 17th game is? Like are you just gonna play a random? Like I feel like I feel like it'll be another out of conference game for sure. My thing is you can't have nobody can finish 500 anymore. You're either gonna finish above or below 500. So you know, I, I don't know news. how you. That's great news for the Dallas Cowboys. You can tie. <laughs> is it though? Is it? Is I mean they can't they can't oh, finish five hundred. We won't get any more eight and eight seasons from the Cowboys. Well, they'll just be you know eight and Flipping nines now. Eight, eight, eight and one. Yo. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's eight, the, eight, that, and one. That's the only way you can finish five hundred now. They'll oh, just go God. Back and going to nine and eight and eight and nine every other year. Oh, <laughs> man, I guess like you can go nine and eight, and then teams are going. Well, we had a winning season. Yep. <laughs> That's I, awful. Oh God, also, I hate it. Single, basically, you have to throw every single regular season record out the window now because they're all going to get broken. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You're gonna see like uh, season records get smashed because there's an extra game, and uh, with the with the um, emphasis on getting the one seed. If you have like a, an MVP player with an MVP type season, and especially the last couple years where the one and two seeds have been separated by a game, you're gonna have these guys playing all 17 starts. So like 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. You add in like if you're you know, averaging like 303 touchdowns a game, you're going to have people getting 5,500 passing yards and like 55 to almost 60 touchdowns. It's, it could happen. And, and rushing records, it, it's been forever since we've seen someone get 2,000 rushing yards. Maybe it happens now with the extra game. I, all I see that as is more records for Pat Mahomes to break. You feel? Well, yeah, not just him, though. Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, he already broke a bunch of rushing quarterback records. He's just going to break them again because he's got an extra game. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Do we see like a do we see like a an NBA load management system where like starters sit a game no matter what or something? Nope. No, that's never going to happen. That was one of the. That was one of the proposed uh, things: is if the game, if the regular season went up to eighteen games, players wouldn't be in, players wouldn't be able to play any more than sixteen games. So you would have two games that you would have to sit out. That would be interesting. interesting. That'd be wild. When chess match, when do you play your backup quarterback? You know, that would be, and it would also really suck for fantasy. <laughs> It would, it, would put another, it would just put another fold in that you have to account for. Yeah. That'd be really difficult to work around. But uh, the other part of the CBA, um, obviously, well, this is the part that gets kind of. Oh, you were going to say something else, Matt? Well, I was just going to. I was going down the list. Like we talked about oh, the 17 game season, the extra playoff, roster sizes going up by four. And then were you about to talk about the revenue share? Because it's the next bullet point I have. Yeah, the the revenue share of players getting more of the money and the minimum salary, I guess you kind of like weave this in as well. The minimum salary for NFL contracts went up, um, which I like. I, I, the revenue sharing thing, it, I feel like I don't have like a clear opinion on this because I feel like every every other player has a different opinion on it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because I mean the revenue share is the biggest literally the biggest part of the CBA because it's how much money are the players going to get. So it'll go up to 48% and then it'll increase to about 48.5%, which will net about a $5 billion increase for players over the next 10 years. And it's interesting. You figure how how's that going to work out? Now, like I mentioned earlier, yeah, you're adding four more players to your payroll. So that will cover the minimum salaries for the extra players on your payroll uh, but you know, it, it'll just, I, I think we talked about this, you know, weeks ago when we were sort of discussing it in the first like prelims, how, how much does this actually help players when we think it's just going to end up going to your big, your big, uh, edge rushers and quarterbacks, like the yeah. edge rushers and quarterbacks, the most important like roles on a team. Yeah, that's basically like how I viewed it was like, that's why the whole salary cap increase thing is like 
bothersome to me because ultimately what ends up happening is the money just ends up getting kicked back to quarterbacks over and over again. And especially with the fact that, you know, we all expect that Pat Mahomes is going to become the first ever $200 million man making $40 million a year. That may seem like a whole lot, but like, oh, but the salary cap goes up every year. Well, yeah, but part of the deal, and Matt, you said this, was that they were going to include whatever that increase was into his contract. Yeah, that's so, what's being tossed around. I don't know if he's actually going to do it, but like that's what was being tossed around, yes. So, I don't know. I just feel like there should have been more of a discussion of, you know, throwing out an idea of making cap numbers more of like, okay, you can only have a certain amount of your players make up a certain amount of your cap space. I think that would be good. Now, some so, of the, like another one of my like complaints about it is some of the money is going to the rookie contracts, like uh, uh, one hundred thousand increase for twenty twenty rookie minimums, another fifty k in twenty twenty one, and another forty five k each increase each year after that. Uh, but I, I feel like if you were looking out for rookies and whatnot. Uh, you would be running backs, running backs and rookie contracts get shat on and will continue to get shat on for the next 10 years. And all you're seeing is more and more examples of it. A la just recently, Derek Henry Tannehill plays for half a season, gets that Gucci, Gucci swag contract. And then they slap Henry with the franchise tag and they can do it one more time. And then, you know, Derrick Henry will have played for, what, seven years at that point? Seven, eight years? Yeah. He'll have played for seven, eight years under a rookie contract and two franchise tags, reaching what, like, is sort of the end of the shelf life for a running back because of how often you get used, especially, like, your Derrick Henrys. And then he gets to sign his second contract, and there's no way he's going to get, you know— good money on that and you're going to see every team the way it's going to work for running backs is if you're really good is if you're really good you're gonna you're gonna play through your rookie contract get franchise tagged twice and then maybe sign to an okay deal or you're going to be an undrafted free agent uh make league minimum and then you know sign a contract for a few million dollars because you got seen that you're good now Running backs get shat on in this CBA, in my opinion. Yeah, because they didn't do the thing that I want them to do, which is make an exception for running back contracts on rookie deals and say, okay, we're going to shorten running back rookie deals so that, you know, you, you can open up the window earlier to get a big time deal and make your money. Cause like, Christian McCaffrey is going to get kind of what happened to Derrick Henry where, and, and the whole back and forth of like, oh, well, should, should they have paid Derrick and franchise tag Tannehill and, you know, the back and forth on that. My opinion on the Titans has always been like, we saw the Titans with Derrick Henry for like two or three years. And then we saw, I'm sorry, we, we saw Derrick Henry and the Titans with Marcus Mariota for two or three years. 
And then mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill stepped in and they became like a top five offense. And it's not like he was just like turning around and handing the ball to Derrick Henry more than they were doing it with Marcus. It became like, oh, Ryan Tannehill can actually throw the ball and can actually play quarterback unlike Marcus Mariota. And I don't know. like it, It's a tough gray area because you're like, how much of that production from the Titans offense came from the quarterback swap or did Tannehill benefit from Henry? Like what was the big, you know, did, I would love to know. I probably should have looked this up. I would love to know like this, the, the snap share, like, was there a decline? Was there a steep decline in Dion Lewis usage? There was when Ryan was there really? Yes. There was a huge, I mean, just this year in general, there was a huge. Swap. Well, yeah, that's why they cut him. But uh, it's just it's you know it's testy. It, I, I just every every good running back that come that's gonna get drafted from now on, they're gonna get shat on. They're gonna play under their rookie deal, which yeah, great. Your rookie, especially if you're like not drafted in the first round, right. and you're because now because more and more they're talking about not drafting running backs in the first round anymore because you can find them wherever. So you'll be like a third to fourth round running back, get drafted, light the league on fire. Because it's like a rookie or a first or second year player leads the league in rushing every year because, uh, duh, freshest legs. So like you'll be the new like hot shot on the block for a couple years. Uh, and then they'll franchise tag you twice. And then you'll be like, well, I, I want to get paid. Sorry, bro. We got quarterbacks and edge rushers and wide receivers to pay, man. No money for you. All right. Here's some Titan stats for you. I pulled it up. We're looking at some snap share here. All right, we're looking at 2018 first, okay? Uh-huh. We have, we have you know, between Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, there was 1,001 snaps. Deion got 60%. Derrick Henry got 40%. Then Marcus Mariota took 775 snaps. Now, going over to this for, for 2019 season last year, a big swap here. You have Derrick... Derrick Henry getting 59.49%, the Dion Lewis getting 37%. And then and then Brian Tannehill only took 637 snaps. So Tannehill took less snaps than Mariota did the previous year. And then uh, Derrick Henry and Dion Lewis like almost flip-flopped on the amount of snaps they were getting, the way it should have been the whole time. Why? Well, well, that's... There's your proof. There's your, I mean, it was, I just think it was a combination of both. Like, I don't think one helped the other more than, like, like, Derrick Henry benefits from having a quarterback like Tannehill. Obviously, Tannehill isn't, like, elite. Tannehill's not great. No, he's like, like, he's like in the Alex Smith tier. Yeah, like, like, if you go look at Tannehill's numbers when he was in Miami, like, when he played, he wasn't bad. Like, he wasn't a bad quarterback. It was just Miami is so dysfunctional that he was kind of like thrown to the wolves, yep. basically. And, you know, obviously Henry is an elite level running back. And I think uh, unlike a player that Tannehill's ever had. And I don't know. I just think it benefited both parties benefited. I don't think there was this because there was this outcry of like, how could you possibly pay? you know, Tannehill all this money and, you know, and, and not Henry. I'm like, well, because Tannehill took the team over and got him to the playoffs and got him to the AF, got him to the freaking AFC championship game. Like, 
you have to pay Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, Henry's been there. Like, I understand that Henry got way more usage like he should have and showed that he should have been the feature piece of the offense. I get that. But, like, everybody knows that, you know, running back, you can get running backs anywhere. Like, you can't, you really can. And you're still giving Henry, like, over like tens of millions of dollars because you're franchise tagging him and he still gets all that money like no matter what like if he plays this year the second he signs it he gets that money like it's not some sort of like crazy roster bonus or any sort of like oh you got to play this amount of snaps you got to have this many you know he still gets the money i just think like how matt said in the long run it kind of means that Henry's not actually going to sign a contract until, you know, he's basically past the point where, you know, like, okay, well, you're a running back and you've surpassed this amount of years and this amount of carries. Your production is going to take a steep decline, which who knows? Maybe it won't. Maybe Derek, maybe Derek Henry is like Adrian Peterson and he's just going to chug for 10 plus years. Who knows? He's a big boy. I, I mean, that's true, but that, obviously Peterson's the exception to the rule. Uh, more often than not, you just, just see the drop off once a running back gets to like 28, 29 years old. And you just, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the next part uh, is next part of the CBA was uh, fines are reduced. It doesn't, it doesn't like, it isn't a hundred percent clear. Just overall reduction in on-field fines, uh, particular fines increase. It'll make it harder for players to hold out in the fall. You lose accrued seasons quicker, and then oh, there'll also be a neutral decision maker for most discipline cases, taking the role out of Roger Goodell's hands, which is a big deal. He's not like he's not like the big uh, uh, the the judge the jury and the executioner anymore, right. yeah, that's which is a big deal. You actually have neutral third parties on things. And I think that'll, that you'll see a lot of, uh, you'll see a lot of weird changes with that. over the last few years. It's been kind of like when Goodell makes all these, uh, weird suspensions and fines, how like th- there, there's been no, yeah, nothing lines up. There's been no pattern, and it, it feels like it's obviously just to, at this moment, how can we save the league this way, save face this way? So we swing in one direction, and then we swing back to another direction, where when you, you when you have a third party, like a third neutral party, you'll see consistency amongst suspensions and fines, and I think that's a really big deal, because uh, that'll be good. Speaking but, uh, of suspensions, yeah, the NFL is going to cool it on marijuana punishments. Uh, because now there'll be significantly less testing on marijuana. So you won't see as much like marijuana drug testing for players, although it's still going to be random and they can kind of do it whenever they want, which is a little, eh, um, the limit, uh, that they can find in your system on a test has been increased from 35 nanograms to 150 nanograms, which I I don't know what that means in weed, in weed terms. I'm not a weed boy, but, but you know. (laughs) That's that's that that's a lot, I guess. And if you test positive, you cannot be suspended for it anymore. Just fine. Yeah, it's just a fine. You can't be suspended for having the marijuana in your system. Hell yeah, that's a good step forward. Now they just need to eradicate it entirely. 
But somebody, somebody, somebody got to give Josh Gordon some money. Somebody, no. somebody owes Josh Gordon a whole. I, I feel bad for that dude. Like I know he's got, he's got obviously he's got issues bigger than weed, but like because the majority of his suspensions have come from weed and not from other things, like because basically what he's been using to kind of get past his you know, his addictions is he's just been smoking instead, you know, mm-hmm. kind of used from what I understand from like a lot of the Josh Gordon stories is like, he was like drinking and popping pills and stuff like that when he was in high school and kind of the way that he turned to self-medicate was with marijuana. And that's why he kept getting tested positive for it. But now that you can't be suspended for it, and you can't even be fined unless you have a certain amount of it in your system. And that kind of sucks, man. Like it kind of sucks for guys like him that, you know, are just, they just have a problem. Like they just, he's an addict and he was using weed to kind of get around it and try to get past it. And the NFL was like, Nope, can't do that. We're going to suspend you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It's still dumb. Like the fact that they can still find you for it is still dumb. But we uh, we need this uh, this boomer remover to kick in and get all these guys out of here. No, oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> we prefer the term senior deleter. <laughs> you can't say that either. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, that's really tasteless humor, but it you know he I'm got a sorry. joke about. I'm sorry. Got a joke about it a little bit. You I, know, I whatever. apologize, boobers who listen to this podcast. Oh goodness I watch, I, gracious! I want you to live, I promise. Was that an oxymoron, boomers who listen to a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That, that was very oxymoronic. Well, I mean. If they if they had a reason to listen to a podcast, they would. Like if it was somebody, they're like, "Oh man, uh, Ellen DeGeneres has a podcast." Like they would, they would find like they would download a bunch of like apps that put viruses on their phone until they figured out how to get Spotify. COVID nineteen. Fun fact: I'm pretty sure she has one, and I'm pretty sure the boomers listen to it. I would imagine. I'd imagine they would. So, all right, you are we ready to get to the the meat and potatoes of this this episode? Oh, not not yet. There's still, I mean, there's. Yeah, sorry, my mic started cutting off. the The last thing, which kind of uh, goes into some of our roster discussion or roster uh, payment discussion, it, I guess it, this is would be like your uh, argumentative out to the whole running back situation. Uh, rookie contracts will increase for players who outplay them. So, like, it uses Mahomes and, you know, in this uh, example. Uh, like, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes earned MVP honors in his second season and was named Super Bowl after his third. He clearly outplayed his rookie contract by a month, but under the old CBA that didn't much. Now players who excel early in their career will get a significant bonus. If a player makes the Pro Bowl twice in their first three seasons, their fifth-year option will spike to the price. Nope, we lost you, Matt. Oh, 
can you hear me now? Yes, spike to the price of the franchise tag. So it'll mean uh, more money for those players and an earlier escape to free agency if a team doesn't want to like pay that fifth year option now. So maybe that is maybe that is like the running back out. I still don't necessarily like it because I don't know. I don't know. I think it works for other positions. Like okay, it uses the example. Take Los Angeles Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey for example. He was due to receive thirteen point seven million from the Rams on his fifth year option in twenty twenty, but under the new CBA, his status as a three time Pro Bowler would jump that number by an additional three million dollars or so. That did make using the franchise tag to retain Ramsey in twenty twenty one super pricey for the Rams. So like you'll you'll see stuff like that now, but I feel like again I feel like that works a lot better for other positions in the NFL. It's still and it works a little better for the running backs, but I still think they get the sour end of the stick because I feel like it, it, you have to make the Pro Bowl twice in your first three seasons, um, and, and if you are doing running backs by committee and you have like a guy that's going to do really well, maybe you limit him for his first year or so. Maybe like what they did with Derrick Henry, where they split him with Dion Lewis and then they unleashed him. And then you'll have teams like sneakily getting around that. But I guess that's just like my, uh, uh, conspiracy theory side coming out. My only, my only, uh, the, the way that I think that should have worked and it is a better, it's a good step. I'm not saying it's like, oh, this was wrong. They should have done it this way. The only thing that I would have liked to like tack on to that is if you're going to do that, don't up the price of the fifth year option to the franchise tag. Just up the price and make the franchise tag more money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just, okay, this is the new franchise tag. Like whatever the franchise tag numbers are, you make it that, whatever that is. And then um, you just like okay the oh he died goodbye Kuiper salute F's in chat boys can I get there he is the players association should have fought more to make the franchise tag kind of a. A, like a bigger financial commitment from teams to deter them from using it. Like I get why you want it to exist and why you want to use it, but the players hate it so much that I feel like there should have been more of a, okay, let's make the franchise tag a little bit more of a, I hate to call it a punishment, but kind of one for the teams. Like, oh man, you don't want to pay this guy, but you want to keep him. You got to franchise tag him. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be pricey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm picking up what you're putting down. So, alrighty, yeah, that, those are the most important parts, I guess you could say, of the CBA. So, you know, now, like, like you were saying, we can get into the meat and potatoes. We can, you guys can. Are, now, when you got, you guys are going to be talking about your big free agency board and everything that y'all did. Are we going to like weave in some of the trades and free agency shit that's already gone down, like in the last 24 hours? Or well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah when, I have. When we, I have I have uh, basically I have four things right now that I have them all highlighted uh, for each team. Each one is going to have our predictions that came true, our predictions that are still up in the air, uh, some the stuff that's already happened, 
and uh, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, basically, so. if we get to a player or a team where we had something wrong, Corey's just going to be like, okay, well, we had uh, so-and-so going here, they ended up going here, you know, that type of thing. Okay. Like for example, I don't know if you guys heard, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just walking in the door. I just got back from Boston. Um <laughs> Yeah, one you of, one of our, You were the guy in that bleacher report who left the uh, flowers in front of TV twelve. You weren't kidding. Yeah, I know. Um but yeah, one of the things we, we tweeted it out. So if you follow us on Twitter, which we encourage you to do at BadBot on Twitter, um one of the things that we tried to predict was a trade for Stefan Diggs. Now we correctly said that okay he was going to be traded but we did not correctly produce like like guess the team so basically we'll be like okay well we had stefan diggs being traded to blank he ended up getting traded to blank so all and right. uh, that's me that was all Corey. Corey ended up going ahead and doing that so um i'll just give a quick um intro to this um we did this in two sessions. Some of the stuff that you are going to hear, we predicted before it happened. We don't have any way of proving that. You can take our word for it. You don't have to take our word for it. Um, but it was done in two sessions. Um, we prioritize. Every time uh, Corey and I do this every year, we prioritize the players currently on the team or the current free agents uh, first, in other words, you know, who should we cut and who should we re-sign? Um, we don't prioritize signing people um, because I think for the most part, teams want to try to keep their teams, as especially the team that did good that season. Uh, we kind of have the idea that they want to keep their team as, as cohesive as possible. So that's kind of the philosophy that we do it with. We also started... Um, I don't know if Corey wants to actually like start with this team. I'm I'm cool with either. I don't really mind. Um, we started with the team with the least amount of cap space, which was the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time, and then worked our way up. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the team with the most money ended up doing the most, because by the t- by the time we uh, by the time we got to the Miami Dolphins, um, a whole lot had happened. So. We uh, we, we kind of just went through it as we did. We made some trades, um, which I think a lot of them are kind of cool, actually. Um, we'll get to those as we get there. But that was our thought process. That was the way we did it. Um, Corey put together a huge – Corey, the man with the big board, uh, put together a board with all the teams, uh, the average uh, contracts per year for each position, as well as all of the free agents that we – that we either cut from teams or that were already free agents or pending free agents and uh, went ahead and did that way. So, Corey, if you want to, what team do you want to start with? Uh, it's up to you guys. What do you guys, what teams are you guys interested in? Uh, Their own? I, well, no, that's fine. I feel like just because of the uh, fact that the Chargers and Buccaneers made $30 million offers to Tom Brady. I, w- I want to like do those teams first. Let me, let me hear what you guys have for the Bucks and the Chargers. Okay. So uh, we'll start with the Chargers here. A uh, couple signings that already happened before we got to them was they tagged Hunter Henry 
they traded for Trey Turner from Carolina, and they signed Austin Eckler to a four-year deal. Um, our guesses on what's going to happen with them, I know they're waiting on Tom Brady and their quarterback situation to clear up, but uh, we have them... We have Kiko Alonso becoming a free agent. We have the Saints cutting him to clear up cap space. They don't. They want to be competitive, so they don't want to have to work. Wait on somebody to be healthy to the midseason to bring him back. So we have them signing Kiko, uh, signing Ndamukong Sue, and then also signing Eli Apple to a deal. The the our mentality here was the Chargers. Because uh, we, we threw out the idea of the Chargers ultimately being the team that got Brady, uh, we decided against it. And because of that, we decided, like, you know, they, they still – obviously they have two great edge rushers. They have good safeties and good corners. Um, the real issues with the Chargers are their defense and their offensive line. Well, the problem is by the time we got to the Chargers, there just wasn't much of, a, like, a solid offensive line personnel left in free agency. So we were like, okay, well, they can address that in the draft. We'll, we'll roll with some defensive signings. Uh, Corey's mentality on Kiko Alonso was, well, you know, the chargers always get hurt every year. So why not just give them a player that gets hurt every year? (laughs) And then my my mentality was, well, my mentality for Sue was because I threw out the Sue signing. I was like, well, you know, the Chargers get hurt every year. Why don't they sign a player that hurts people every year? <laughs> God is, damn it. This is God-tier level analytics going on right here. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we did, oh yeah, it, no, you expect nothing but the best from Corey and I. So, uh, yeah. And then the Eli Apple signing was just like, let's take the corner, give him Eli Apple. You know, it was kind of one of those deals. So, Our, our uh, algorithm is very heavily dependent on the intangibles, whereas other people are just like, this makes sense. We're like, no, listen here. In this meme world, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Amazing. I love oh, it. You, you guys have no idea. Like, there's going to be some teams on this that get real meme. So just be prepared. All right, so I guess we'll just go to Tampa next. Yeah. Um, uh, Tampa, I'll, I'll go ahead and just give the big one. Tampa does end up signing Mr. Brady. Um, he signs with them. I think we gave him like a, I mean, the offer was spot on. We, we originally said like, they're going to offer him 30 million. That was the offer we came up with. Um, I don't know what ultimately he'll, he'll, you know, settle down with, but we did end up having, uh, Brady going to the Buccaneers. So that took up a lot of their space. They had about $68 million dollars in cap space when we got to them. Um, that was also after them franchise tagging Shaq Barrett. So that got thrown in there. Yeah, uh, we, we were probably going to just retain him anyway. So it didn't really yeah, affect we, anything. We had, we had him and JPP staying as our two correct guesses on this team. Yes, we did have them both staying, correct. And then uh, our two other signings that we figured uh, was... Adrian Phillips and Haha Clinton Dix to kind of just like take over that, you know, that last level of the secondary. Um, there wasn't, there's not too many good corners in this draft, but they can, or not in this draft, in this free agency class um, that were left by the time we got to them. Um, 
but we figured, you know, having a solid safety core on top of having that, you know, that good pass rush should help mask any other corner needs. They have a good front seven and a good run defense. So we were just like, you know, if they're going to retain some guys up front, they're bringing everybody back anyway. Um, fun fact, they also had the least amount of dead cap of any team. They only had like $88,000 of dead cap, huh. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, sidebar, that voice quality, someone got off their phone. Yeah, I uh, I just ended up, uh, I just got home. I set up my laptop. Um, I am very quickly going to mute and uh call my girlfriend who is sick she probably she has bronchitis we think um i'm just gonna let her know that i got here and let me just check on her real quick i'll mute real quick while Corey finishes up with the buccaneers and talks about the next team all right that was pretty much it for the buccaneers you know we had uh, our two correct guesses with jpp and shaq barrett uh they are a front runner for tom brady that we have them signing with and then like i said adrian phillips and haha clinton dicks going down to tampa to uh, set up their own respective islands in their secondary. Anything you guys want to hear now? Uh, well, let's just—I mean, let's just parallel. Let's stay in the NFC South and go through there. Since we heard about Cam Newton maybe wanting to get traded today, let's go to the Panthers. Okay, Panthers are one of the teams that didn't have too much cap space to work with. Um, we we correctly had them cutting. Uh, Poe, Don Terry Poe, they would free up $10 million. Um, we're going to have uh, what already happened was they traded for Russell Kong. Um, they signed Stephen Weatherly, and they signed Justin Burris to their team. The two things that we have them doing now uh, that we predicted was they were, we're going to have them sign Vance McDonald to try to fill in that hole that uh, Greg Olson's going to leave. Um, this is before we knew that Cam wanted out of Carolina um, because we we knew how much Cam you know wants to throw to the tight end. Oh and yeah, we, yeah, also sure. we also had them restructuring uh, Shaq Thompson to save a couple million dollars. Um. But yeah, that was that's pretty much all we did for Carolina. Alrighty, um, yeah, do the Saints next? Okay. So originally, uh, the Saints always, even though they always seem to be in cap hell, they finagle money around to be able to be like a contender for like a bigger name, you know, free agent, like they did with. Not like total big name, but like Demario Davis a couple years ago when they signed him away from the Jets, they were able to get enough money to sign him. Um, Jarius Bird, when he became a big free agent all those years ago, they were able to sign him away. Um, But so I had them being big contenders for Jamie Collins, who has announced that he's signing with uh, the Lions this year. Um, But before that, we had... We have them cutting Kiko, like I said before, who signed with the charge or who we think is going to sign with the Chargers. We think they're going to cut Patrick Robinson, and we think they're going to cut Nick Easton, uh, the guard. Oh, okay. Uh, 
And we also think they'll sign Taysom Hill for a few million dollars to keep him behind Drew Brees. We correctly said they were going to re-sign Drew Brees, which is kind of a no-brainer. Um, both sides said they want to bring him back, and Drew said he's not playing for anybody less than the Saints. And they're trying to get that one more Super Bowl, you know, with Drew. I'm your host, Justin. Then we... David Onyemata has signed a three-year deal with him Hello, with the Saints. And then I think that they are going to make a trade for a Robert Griffin III. Oh. Yeah, to kind of have that third backed up, you know, so they can continue using Taysom Hill. And they could also even use RG3 and a lot of the similar same ways that they would use Taysom. And that would kind of, you know, put another ripple fold in their offense when they, you know, switching out their quarterbacks in the middle of a drive and then the other team has to guess what the fuck they're doing. Uh-uh. Uh, I, I like it, honestly. It's... I, I know we started with memes, but like you have very you and Kuiper very solid like you know points on why you chose and made the decisions you made for teams so far. Yeah. All right, um, so, uh, fill me in. Where are we at? We just did the Saints, uh, and we did Carolina. We're gonna do Atlanta next. Okay. All right. Um, so. So we. We started with them. Um, we said they were going to. I I want to say I'm going to throw this out there. I said they were going to cut Devonte. Hello, everybody. Kuiper said, said no. They're going to restructure him. So we went with Kuiper, and then they I'm ended up cutting Devonte Freeman. Today I'm <laughs> no, no, no. So Corey was on the ball with that. I really Hi. didn't think they were going to totally move off of him, but Corey's initial feeling was correct. So. Yeah. We also had them cutting Desmond Trufant. Uh, that's still yet to be decided. Uh, oh, and they did cut Desmond Trufant. We were right. Yeah, uh, they, you were they, right they, on that. They did cut Trufant, yes. God, it's almost like me and Corey are good at this. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right, well, that's that's uh, the NFC South. Let's kick it back since we had you do the Chargers. Let's kick it back to the AFC West. Uh, do the – I mean, well – Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. What do you guys got for them? All right. I have the Chiefs right here. Um, so we have them cutting Sammy Watkins to save $14 million. Um, I think that's that's been like the talk ever since one of the Super Bowl was what's going to happen oh, with Sammy Watkins, and it's been leaning towards there's not going to be a reunion with them. Yeah, um, I don't see it either. It was we, it was primarily for the um, <clears throat> the retention of Chris Jones. Right. Which ultimately ended up happening. Now, they could still keep Sammy. Uh, there's a lot of things that have to be taken into that. But basically, our thought process was cutting Sammy to guarantee that you keep Chris Jones. Um, so that was one of the things that we did. Um, Corey, keep it going. Would keep, it would keep Chris Jones. And uh, I know they – I think they want to keep uh, Demarcus Robinson also. So, like, y- yeah. you can't – sign him and Watkins because Robinson is going to be looking for a decent deal I think yeah um we have them restructuring Eric Fisher Ooh, okay. 
Yeah. So like we need we need some cornerback help. Here was my because originally when we did that, um, we were thinking about okay, well, what corners would they want? And there were obviously the meme is going to be oh well, Xavier Rhodes has sucked the last two years, and you know Chiefs fans are going to be pissed off when they get Xavier Rhodes. And I told Corey, you know it, it's people are going to be upset, and Xavier Rhodes hasn't been very good, but. It feel it just felt to me like that's the type of flashy move that a Super Bowl champion can make where they can say, hey, three years ago, Xavier Rhodes was a top five corner. And yeah, sure, the last couple of seasons, his production has dropped off. But if we can get like 2017 Xavier Rhodes, then that's amazing. If we don't and we're getting 2019 Xavier Rhodes we're not investing a long-term thing in Rhodes. We're just trying to fill a spot. So Xavier Rhodes is way more of a flashy name than somebody like Chris Harris or Eli Apple or something like that. So I I felt like the Chiefs being a Super Bowl champion, we're going to go the route of the bigger name is why we settled on uh, Xavier Rhodes, which, by the way, he did get cut. We did predict that correctly before it happened. So... Uh, the other thing that happened um, was they picked up the option on Damian Williams, which I didn't. I didn't think they would. Kuiper, Kuiper did think they would, though. So, again, staying true to that idea of Chris Jones and Damian Williams were instrumental in their Super Bowl win, like just that game itself. And I feel like when that happens with the team, uh, the organization feels kind of indebted to that player, and aren't necessarily willing to move heaven and earth to keep them, but they're willing to to maybe bend a little bit and be like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll pick up a fifth-year option on Williams. We'll restructure some things to keep Chris Jones, you know, because they were the two big stars of that game. Damian Williams wasn't even that that pricey either. Like you're getting you're gonna get really good running back production out of him. And for the price that they paid, I I think that's so worth as long as he can stay healthy, because he's been, you know, injured the last two years. Right. If you can get him, if if he can stay healthy at the right times, I, I like picking up his option. What about? Uh, okay, so uh, we'll move on to. I think that was the last thing for Kansas City, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, moving to Denver. Um, the first thing I think this is an obvious choice. Um, it was the first thing I did when I opened them up. We restructured Joe Flacco. Um, not willing to release Joe Flacco simply because, you know, who knows what happens with Drew Locke. He could get injured. Um, and you cer- you certainly trust Joe Flacco more than whoever the heck that middle guy was that played in between Locke and Flacco. I don't even remember who it was. Um, but basically, restructure him to free up some money. Um, obviously, Chris Harris was going to be a loss um, in free agency. That's pretty much already guaranteed. Um, so we ended up giving them who? What did we give them a corner? Um, yeah, we had them sign Brian Poole yes. for six million. Yeah, kind of a cheap veteran guy. Um, I feel like veterans in a Vic Vangio system can benefit, even if they're a little older and maybe lost a step. Vangio can probably get the most out of uh, basically anybody. So, and Denver's secondary is still pretty damn good with yeah. Justin Simmons. Um, at safety, I can't remember the other corner that they just got. Um, AJ Bouye. AJ Bouye. Yeah. So 
Denver's defense uh, is still pretty solid. So, yeah. So we we had them guessing that they're going to suck. They're there's very they're like apparently all in on defensive tackle DJ Reader from Houston. Uh, so we have them signing him. We have them signing uh, McGovern, the center from Oakland, uh, away you know away from their not Oakland from the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. And then we also have them signing Devontae Freeman. They were all in, not all in, but they were very interested in acquiring David Johnson from Arizona. Uh, but since they lost out on that, they'll we have them pivoting to Devontae Freeman as kind of a top a stopgap running back to go along the backfield with Lindsey. Um, they did sign in real life. They signed Graham Glasgow, the guard, this morning or last night uh, to a, I think a five year, 50 million or a three year, 30 million, 10 million is pretty much the going rate this year for a lot of these like second tier guys. Um, and then they did tag Justin Simmons as well. A very good safety, by the way, he's very good. Hmm, um, okay. So Denver was, when we got to this point, um, it became very like th- I feel like this is where we spent the most money, like in the mid tier teams, I think, because uh, Oakland was in there, too. And I'm, by the time we got to Oakland, like I'll say this, when we got to Oakland, the first thing we kind of said was like, we don't really know what they're going to do. Like, like Oakland's such a weird team that we were like, the first thing I asked was like, OK, are we moving on from Derek Carr or not? And Corey elected to say no. I agreed. Shortly after that, they ended up signing Marcus Mariota. Um, Believe it or not, was actually the number one quarterback on Mike Mayock's board when Mike Mayock worked for the uh, NFL Network. So it's kind of like a sneaky little thing. Like Mike Mayock loved Marcus Mariota coming out of college. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. So, mm, okay. Little bit of a, yeah, who knows, you know, something going on in Vegas, you know, but that that was confirmed. Like, people went back and researched it. They were like, oh, yeah, Mayock was like head over heels for Marcus Mariota when he came out of college. So, um, but go ahead with Oakland. With uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to call them Oakland forever, but go ahead with Vegas. We have the, well, the two things that have happened already is they signed Nick Kiewikowski to a uh, $7 million a year deal. Linebacker from three- Chicago. Yeah, you think it's a three million twenty-one, and then they also signed Dennis Kelly to a three-year twenty-one deal, um, and then now our guesses on what's going to happen going forward is we have them signing Rashad Jones, Gerald McCoy, Tremaine Johnson, Ronald Darby, going all in on that defense. Get that you know those veterans in their defense to go along with their two rookies that did really well this year on the uh, front seven. And then we have them signing uh, Sammy Watkins to help the receiving core. Hey, uh, breaking news real quick. Uh, The Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater are finalizing a deal right now. Okay. Bro. Woo! Holy shit. Oh, fuck. uh, Joe Joe Brady and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Joe Brady was running... The Saints offense, pretty much. So, Teddy's going to help. Oh, yeah, he was. Holy shit. That makes so much sense. Wow. Okay. Damn. Um, 
Uh, and then Raiders are signing Corey Littleton okay. to that other breaking news while we're here, I guess. Um, yeah, so the, the two things were, one, Corey and I completely forgot about Tremaine Johnson. Um, he was scheduled to be like, they, there was talk about the Jets not bringing him back. Um, and to our knowledge, he hasn't been picked up by anybody yet. Um, we threw him out there and then we also put Gerald McCoy on, uh, the Raiders primarily because I thought back to, okay, well, when John Gruden was a coach in Tampa, you know, what was the mainstay of his defense? And the mainstay of his defense was a dominant inside defensive tackle in Warren Sharp, Warren Shap. And I thought, well, Jeremy McCoy is pretty darn good defensive tackle. And he's probably the best on the board at the time. So I was like, to me, this makes sense because that's kind of how Gruden liked to build his defenses. So that's why we ended up sticking Gerald McCoy there. Uh, and then, as Corey said, the secondary help just as kind of basically the weak point of the Raiders team as a whole. Um, and yeah, Sammy Watkins, just to kind of add to that speed receiving core that they have play outside along with Terrell Williams and then Hunter Renfro in the slot. So that was Oakland. And that's the AFC West. Um, so we can meme a little bit. Let's go to the AFC South. All right. Okay. <laughs> Corey. Are, are they, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you guys know right now. I've never been more proud of a preseason free agency prediction like as far as like all of the moves that they're going to make i've never been more proud than to do one for the houston texans <laughs> so Corey, just go ahead just go ahead from the top what the what the houston texans and good old billy o'brien are going to do outside of the absolutely asinine move that they've already made in moving deandre hopkins for a second round pick to arizona Corey doesn't want to read it. I know Corey doesn't want to read it, but Corey has to read it. You have right. to read it. So, first things first, they're going to sign Brashard Perryman to go along <laughs> with their receiving core that is all the same receiver. They're going to sign who? Brashard Perryman. <laughs> the always hurt fast guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it gets right. it gets better. So we know they just brought in David Johnson. So what the next logical step is to re-sign David Johnson's backup and Lamar Miller. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're gonna bring in old ass Del- Delaney Walker just to spite the Tennessee Titans that don't even want him. <laughs> They're okay. gonna they're gonna sign Linville Joseph to a twelve year deal or twelve million dollar deal, <laughs> even though they had a, a young Linville Joseph and DJ Reader that they gave up to the Denver Broncos in our mock up. Uh, they're gonna sign Cordy Glenn that nobody wanted from uh, Bengals, mm-hmm. and now. They're going to bring in the backup that is Matt Schwab back to Houston. 
Oh my god! Yeah, to I keep with Deshaun Watson for the starting job. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, can we talk for a second? How pissed off Watson is about this trade? Oh, they, there was a deleted like Instagram post of uh, his like teammate when it happened. Deshaun Watson looking pissed off to the side. And then, did any of y'all uh, read his tweet that he put out like an hour ago? No. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. He put. Uh, he's basically just a big long tweet. Of, uh, Man, this is crazy. Not sure how you thank someone who has done so much for you and your career. Not only someone who was a leader, but one of the best to ever do it. Even more, I appreciate your genuine friendship from day one. Wishing you everything you deserve, fam. At DeAndre Hopkins, like. I, I, it's one thing to wish someone well, but like to talk about how much he respected and loved him, and like you know, it, it's obviously a dig. It why the fuck did you do that? And then you look at Bill O'Brien, who has now traded away Judavion Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins, and didn't get a first round pick for him. Like, look at the Stephon Diggs trade. What the Bills got? Imagine like it, it's it's so fucking obvious that Bill O'Brien took the very first call on DeAndre Hopkins and was like. Yeah, sure, whatever, bro. Second round pick, yeah, toss it in, boy. I just ah, couldn't happen to a better GM. <laughs> oh, more breaking news. Uh, with that, there hasn't been said where yet, but Tom Brady has made his decision on where he's going. Oh, the Tampa, the uh, Tampa Vipers. Oh, and there is breaking news. Oh. There was breaking news on the Bears. They had that big. Uh, don't they had that. Don't, 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 don't do it. I won't. Don't do breaking news while we're doing. We'll get to it. We'll okay. Get, we'll get. Okay. To I'm sorry. It. Hey. I'm sorry. Justin. Yes. Justin. Yes. We're gonna get to it. All right. Matt. Little baby yes. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me, the little baby boy. <laughs> we're gonna take care of it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Did we finish Houston? I think we finished Houston, right? No, we didn't do their actual signings yet. Um, oh, okay. They did sign Randall Cobb to a three-year, $27 million deal. Uh, that does fit signed, inside fast guy who gets hurt. They signed Eric Murray to a three-year, $20 million deal. They re-signed Bradley Roby to a three-year, $36 million year. And then they just re-signed Vernon Hargraves to a deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want okay. oh. The 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 Brashard Perriman thing, like, oh, it made me it made me so happy. Like I was like, oh, they're gonna have Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Brashard Perriman run streaks all game long until they all pull their hammies. That's <laughs> uh, essentially what they're gonna get to do now with Randall Cobb, because like that's what Cobb does. He, like he hasn't played a full season in a few years. So uh, the let's see. Um, let's see Titans. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and go with the Titans. I don't think we ended up not being able to do a lot with the Titans because uh, we took a break before getting to them, and they proceeded to sign Tannehill during like our little recess session. So by the time we got to the Titans, they had like half of the cap space that we were expecting them to have. So yeah, we uh we had them sign Tannehill and tag Henry, so we got those right. Um. We were going to have them, well, we had them re-signing Jack Conklin, but that didn't happen. The Browns took care of him. Uh, we have them cutting Corey Davis, which hasn't happened yet. Um, 
But then they did sign uh, offensive lineman Dennis Kelly to a three-year deal. Mm-mm. So that's really all we had for the Titans. And there's not too much that they need to do. As long as they can make improvements and have a really good draft, that's going to be a good team that could be poised to win the division, especially since the Texans are shit in the bed. The Colts and the Jaguars and are tanking. I don't much for the other two teams. Because, like, okay, tell me about Jacksonville. What do they got going on? They're tanking. They're tanking right now. I'm pretty sure Corey and I just said, just, oh, no, 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 we didn't. We have something, sp- oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, I forgot, I forgot what we did. We have something so spicy for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, lay on me. Give me some spice. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. They have yet to make a move that isn't tagging Yannick Nagakwe, who uh, is a very uh, high target to sign and trade for mm-hmm. Yannick. Um, we have them restructuring Miles Jack and then signing Andres Pete from uh, the Saints to help their offensive line. And then we have them trading Nick Foles to the now. Mm-hmm. The si- the silence. <laughs> just... the, si- the silence. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars trade Nick Foles to the New England Patriots. I I mean, I, I, Nick Foles is going to win a Super Bowl in New England. No. I'm, I'm dumbfounded, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Uh, why, uh, Dude, I, I told him, I was like, Corey, we're getting ready. We have to get rid of everybody. Like, just get rid of, dump all the big contracts. Just dump all of them. Yep, and then they sit on Minshew for a year. Yeah, and, and I was like, and he was like, well, we can't cutting... And we can't cut Nick Foles because it hurts. We can't restructure him. I'm like, okay, well, then let's just trade him. And he's like, okay, well, who are we trade him to? And I just looked at him. I was like, the Patriots. Oh, my fucking now the, God. Now the, ja- now, the Jaguars have said they have taken they, – they have received phone calls about Nick Foles, but they have not made a decision on moving off of him yet. So they probably should. It's an expensive contract. He didn't do. He had one great pass for them last year, and that was about he, it. He threw one before great pass right before he broke his sternum. Right. That's Literally a, that same play. Dude, he shouldn't have come back. He would have had a perfect season. <laughs> one like 40, 45 yard pass for a touchdown. And he could have just stopped. Right. Shouldn't have come honestly. Back. Shouldn't have come back. Should just let Minshew ride the season out. And with your perfect season, then you can go shop him around and be like, hey, he had a perfect season, guys. It was absolutely perfect. Take him from us, please. Please take this contract, please. Oh, God. Please help. That's where the Jaguars are at right now. They're in please help territory. Did we do anything else for the Jaguars? I think we just said, like, you know what? Fuck it. They're tanking. Yeah, that was it. So... Uh, the Colts are the last team. All right. So the two things that have already happened is they re-signed Costanzo to a two-year, uh, thirty-four million dollar deal, and then they trade a surprising, shocking mood move. They traded and signed DeForest Buckner to a five-year, eighty million or something like that dollar deal. 
um, which, you know, if you know anything about their GM, they're, he's huge on building around their defensive line, and he just got their stud right there to mm-hmm. shore up the middle of their line. Um, we have them winning the Philip Rivers lottery that two people entered. Um, and we have them signing uh, Vaughn Bell from the Saints to go along with the you know the former Ohio State safety that is going to go w- along with their other Ohio State safety and Malik Hooker. Often injured. I think he's only played. He's only played a handful of games. Yeah, so. I was about to say he's always hurt. Yeah. Oh well. Damn. So that's the Colts. So they're not. Man, I don't know what to think of the Colts coming into this year. Really, I have no idea. I well, I mean, they're going to end up with Philip Rivers, and he's going to throw a bunch of interceptions, and then the team's not going to do well. The AFC South is going to run through Tennessee and I think that is just obvious Tennessee's building for success and Jaguars are tanking Texans suck and the Texans are gonna like destroy Deshaun Watson's entire like body here's the problem the Texans don't suck because they have Deshaun Watson like they're that's what frustrates me so much is they're like guaranteed like at minimum nine playoff system yeah, yeah, like they're guaranteed nine wins because he's well, they can just be, good enough. They're just going to be this decades. They're going to be this decades Bengals where they make the playoffs like eight to nine years in a row, maybe win two times. Uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say that they aren't they just the worst worst version of the Seahawks. Yes, they are. That's also they, are true, a, yeah. they are a substantially worse version of the Seahawks. Like That's Russell Wilson will always win you nine games. Yeah, but like they can actually make a playoff run because they have a good coach and mm-hmm. some pretty good talent on the team, and the Texans like just have the worst coach GM hybrid ever. Do we? Uh... Oh, we lost Matt. He's dead. We lost Matt. Um... Oh, he's switching over to his phone, is what he said. Oh, okay. Um, while he's doing that, uh, Corey, let's move to. Uh, where did we just finish? We just finished. We the just finished AFC. the AFC South. Okay, what about the NFC North? NFC North. All right. So we got Justin, Justin's Packers, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. We'll start with the Vikings. Um, we did not have Minnesota is kind of in cap hell right now. Um, just to start this year off, they cut Xavier Rhodes, which we predicted correctly. A surprising move, uh, what shouldn't be that surprising, is they cut Limbill Joseph, who we had signing with uh, Houston Texans. We have them re-signing Trey Waynes. We have them tag Anthony Harris, which did happen, but they have recently came out to say that they're willing to trade him for a mid-to-late round pick. I forgot, that, I forgot that we for, that we got the, the Anthony Harris tr- uh, tag correct. Right. And then uh, we had them restructure Danielle Hunter and Anthony Barr. See yeah, they, Give them they, some moves. They really... Uh, mainly everything we did was to just give some breathing room so that they didn't lose all of their free agents. So, um, I mentioned earlier that uh, we did have 
a trade with them, right? With Stefan Diggs? Yes. Um, uh, we the had them trading. We had them. If you read our tweet, we had them trading uh, Stefan Diggs to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but it turned out that they were trading him to uh, Buffalo Bills and they got a boatload of picks for him. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's pretty good value given the fact that how many picks they got. Uh, we just thought, I think a, it's funny because originally what happened was we did, Corey and I did Minnesota, and I threw out the idea of a Stefan Diggs, like, oh, do you think he's going to stay? And Corey was like, yeah, I think he's going to stay. But then a couple of days went by, and Stefan Diggs was tweeting some really cryptic stuff, and we were like, okay, well, now it really seems like he's going. Let's see if we can figure out a trade. And we ended up choosing Philadelphia, mainly just because of their need at receiver and uh we were wrong we were right about the trade uh wrong about the team as it seems like we <laughs> we are frequently um we can kind of cory and i can get a good idea of like ah this player's probably gonna get traded we often don't get the team right i mean because you can you can make a case for virtually maybe half the league could have benefited from getting stefan diggs so um <laughs> Last night I was texting Nathan and there was links between uh, trades from Minnesota to the Saints for Stefan Diggs. Um, but it would have to wait until the new league year started because of cap issues. Um, <laughs> which I I love the thought of it because I could just imagine his first press conference as a Saint. He would just go up there and be like, first of all, I'm sorry for the Minneapolis miracle. <laughs> no further questions. Would, would he say that though? Would he say? Would he apologize? I think. I think he would. Maybe. Maybe if it's not sincere, just like kind of like tongue in cheek. Um. But yeah, that's. So I was. I was kind of like. These guys know that I love Stefan Diggs. Um, you do even after you know that happened so i was kind of you know hoping for it if not to have a good receiver outside of uh michael thomas but to just have that press conference happen yeah that press conference would be a fun one all right uh, who we got um green bay yeah green bay okay so the two things that happened that we didn't predict uh they signed christian kirksey uh, linebacker from the Browns. We I had them signing uh, another linebacker from the Browns, uh, Joe Schobert. Uh, Joe Show has yet to say where he's signing, but I don't think it will be with the Green Bay now that they have Crooksy. And they also signed Rick Wagner to a uh, deal, kind of signifying that Bal- uh, Balaga's time is up pretty much done with green bay yeah um we have them re-sign uh belt here and we have them restructuring Devonte adams so the adams still kind of makes enough room for belt here right there so that's all we did with green bay um i was really big on them getting austin hooper because they always sign that tight end that they never utilize. 
Yeah, it but, seems like maybe they're learning their lesson now, and then just. But they were they were big contenders for him still. Yeah. So maybe they'll uh, get one of these other tight ends like Eric Ebron or something. Um, Chicago. So we correctly guessed them cutting Leonard Floyd. That saves over ten million dollars in cap space. So, I mean, that was kind of a no-brainer right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they used that money to sign Robert Quinn to a five-year, $70 million contract, which came out a couple minutes, a few moments ago, um, which is a crazy deal for how old Robert Quinn is. Um, they signed Jimmy Graham. <laughs> they did and- sign Jimmy Graham. Oh, God. Uh, we correctly said they were going to re-sign Trevathan. And then they were going to restructure Khalil Mack to save some room. That way they can also sign uh, Green Bay's Balaga to help their offensive line. Yeah, so we correctly got the Leonard Floyd release. Yeah, and the Trevathan. That was a really good call on that release, by the way. Um, I, I don't know if I would have predicted it right away, but, I mean, that's why you guys did this and not me. yeah i mean did you know real quick as an aside for the bears did you know that the bears now have the most tight ends signed to their roster they have like 10 tight ends well i mean uh, you got the extra roster space might as well stock up yeah (laughs) you know it's a way to run a team so uh detroit is next yep um didn't really get anything right for Detroit. We had uh, the three things that have happened since we did this list was they signed Jamie Collins. They outbid uh, New England and the Saints for Jamie. It makes sense because of, you know, the Matt Patricia signing the Patriots defense away from them slowly but surely before they're all 40 years old and don't work anymore. Um, <laughs> we had them signing Halapuvate Vite. To a five-year, fifty-year, fifty million. Uh, he came over from the Eagles. He's going to help their offensive line, and then they re-signed Chase Daniels to a three-year. Not re-signed. They signed Chase Daniels to a three-year, thirteen million dollar deal. There's been a lot of talks about uh, Matt Stafford potentially wanting out of uh, the Lions, Detroit, but. Um, so we don't really know what's going on with that, uh, but they do have the number three pick overall in the draft. They could easily, you know, get Tua or whoever's left there at number three. Matt Stafford to the Patriots, baby. Yeah, you uh, did you get the, just as a few minutes ago? Since we're talking lines, did you? Uh, they're releasing linebacker Devin Kennard. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah, and that's it for the NFC North. Um, who what do we got left? We got the AF the two divisions in that we got two AFC divisions and one NFC? Oh, we got a little we got the teams in the we know we got two and two. Yeah, let's do the uh, AFC North here. Um we'll start with Pittsburgh, who had the lowest amount of space going into this free agency. Um we had them cutting Ramon Foster, which he turns out he was retiring, so that was pretty much right and we correctly guessed them 
type it correctly, guessed them cutting Anthony Ciccolo. Um, since then, they've cut, or they tagged, I'm sorry, they tagged Bud Dupree. Uh, and then the rest, our guesses are they're going to re-sign Matt Filer. They're going to cut Marquise Pouncey. They're going to cut Vance McDonald. We said that earlier when we had him signing with Carolina. And we're going to have them restructure Ben Roethlisberger. Which they did. Did they? Cool. Yeah, they, they, we did call that correctly, the restructure of Ben's contract. We got that right. Nice. So uh, the Pouncey move was primarily me being salty about Marquise Pouncey's stinking, and he's not good anymore. <laughs> um, PFF ranked him as the 38th best center in the NFL. How many teams are there in the NFL? Jesus Christ. Yikes. Yeah, so that happened. Um, maybe it was 36. I think it was 36, actually. But still, he's the 36th ranked center, and there are 32 teams in the NFL. So do the math. Um, Counting some, uh, some XFL teams there. No, there were four backup <laughs> centers that graded out better than he did. Um, the Bud Dupree thing, I didn't expect them to use the tag on Dupree. Um, I expected them to use it elsewhere. Um, if they were going to keep Bud, it was going to be on the tag anyway. Um, so I was just like, eh, do they use it? Do they not use it? I'll lean I'll, I'll lean against them maybe not using it. That's um, the third time ever the Pittsburgh has ever used their franchise tag, the other two being Le'Veon Bell. Yes. So, yeah, not much to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't have much space, lots of just cuts and restructures. So, All right, Baltimore. Um. Similar to, our, similar to our regular season predictions, we got we were we whiffed on Baltimore because <laughs> Baltimore ended up doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um. They also had. Uh, they tagged Matthew Judon. They traded and signed for Calais Campbell, and then they signed Michael Brockers to go right alongside with them. Uh, let's see some huge moves and that's pretty much all we had, or that's all the Baltimore has done so far. And, uh, I think, I think they're just waiting because they, they did that little bit of defensive work, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with their offense. It's yeah, we had just them, more of the same. Yeah. We had them re- uh, signing Ramon Foster, but he retired. So he didn't, you know, they didn't get a chance to, Sign them. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say for that. Um, Cincinnati, we have them. They have they're the one team that has yet to do anything in free agency. Big surprise. Um, so, but we have them doing a lot actually. We have them trading for Tyler Higby from the Rams. Um, we have them signing Ashawn Robinson and Mike Daniels to kind of put in the center of their defensive line, just build in the trenches for the new uh, Zach Taylor Bengals. Um, we have them cutting Andy Dalton, not able to find a trade partner for him, uh, restructuring Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. We have them signing Desmond Trufant and Jason Peters to Ooh. help their Damn, I like those signings. That's actually really good. Yeah, uh, we have 
Mohamed Sanu going back to the Bengals. And we uh, obviously they have tagged AJ Green since then too. Yeah, I liked. Um, I originally wanted to move off of a lot of those older. The, a lot of the guys we restructured. I kind of just wanted to move off of them. Um, but I don't know. De- Cincinnati does things. See, when Corey and I do this, we try to like we we meme and we joke around a little bit, but we also try to think like, okay, like what would this team actually do? And I feel like Cincinnati's that type of team that's just like, oh, is this guy like older and not quite as productive? Yeah, we don't really need to get rid of him. We can just, you know, just restructure his money and maybe he'll play better this year. So it's kind of my mentality with Geno Atkins and uh, I'm blanking on the other dude's name. Carlos Dunlap. Yeah. Um, On to the Browns who – Cut and paste from last year have won the off season so far. Uh, that's a meme. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't mean it. Um, we have them signing, or we don't have them. What happened is they signed Austin Hooper first to the big deal, uh, four year, forty four million, eleven million a year, uh, and then they signed Jack Conklin who is going to make $20 million in his first year as a Brown. So I think that had a lot to do with uh, their signing of him or, you know, them getting him away from the Titans. Uh, the new GM came in and said they wanted to get a tight end and to shore up the offensive line. And that's exactly what he came in to do. Um, they signed Case Keenum to a three-year $18 million deal. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, considering that he worked with him in Minnesota those years ago. Uh, Also surprisingly, I think last year when we did our free agency, we had Case Keenum going to the Browns. It just took him longer to get there than we thought. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then our prediction of what's still going to happen is uh, they're going to sign Anthony Ciccolo away from the Steelers. And then I have them re-signing Joe Schobert after, you know, losing Kirksey. And that's pretty much it for the Browns. All right. Um, Yeah, the AFC was, the AFC North was like, a lot of the teams were like, obviously the Steelers had the least amount of space. Baltimore and Cincy were kind of in the middle, and then the Browns were a little higher up on the list. Um uh, next division, this is probably the last division I can be here for because I got to leave to go to work. Um, but uh, we'll do, why don't we do the, the NFC West? Okay. Um, we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, first things first, we predicted that they would cut Jarek McKinnon and cut Marquise Goodwin. Um, we... Since then, they said they want to restructure Jared McKinnon. We don't really see a point to that since they have all these good running backs on their roster already. I think just cutting him to save close to $5 million in space would make the most most sense. Um, And then we cut Marquise Goodwin. He just hasn't been healthy since he got there. You know, um, we also have rumors of Joe Staley retiring. Yeah, that, that up there. That was something. Um, that was something that our our friend, who's a 49ers fan, relayed to me. That friend there was a lot show. of talk. Friend yeah. of the show, Jonathan Krebs. Yeah. Um. 
we have them resign or Eric Armstead did resign, uh, which we guessed correctly. We have them re- retaining Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and which they're working on, I think. Mm, well, that's that's the thing that's up in the air because if you ask the 49ers, they say they're working on it. If you ask Emmanuel Sanders, they say they're not working on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And then they, we have them signing Travis Benjamin to kind of like give that Marquise Goodwin feel for uh, 49ers offense. Uh, they did re-sign Jimmy Ward, which we originally had going to the Rams. Um, and yeah, that's all we did for the 49ers. Yeah, the biggest thing coming out of the 49ers is the thing we didn't predict, which was the the DeForest Buckner trade. So, mm. All right, we'll move down to the Rams. Uh we have them restructuring Gurley to save $3 million. Um, since then, he's come out as a big uh, trade rumor amongst teams. Um, we correctly predicted that Andrew Whitworth would uh, resign. Uh, obviously, we talked about the uh, Tyler Higby trade to Cincinnati. Um, we have them signing Nick Easton, who we had the Saints cut. And then we have uh, the release of Clay Matthews from L.A. And then there was uh, Brandon Cooks, right? Didn't we have them trading Brandon Cooks? I don't think we found a trade. Yeah, we have them trading Brandon Cooks to a team that will be mentioned later. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so Brandon Cooks trade uh, mainly because a lot of people are like, oh, well, Gurley is the trade target, and then the Rams kind of – kind of pull the rug out from everybody and be like, no, it was Brandon Cooks the whole time. And they trade Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks ends up playing on his like fourth team in seven years. And probably does well. I mean, as long as he doesn't keep getting concussed, right, which that's, that's his big problem. you don't want to see. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to see that. So hopefully wherever he goes, he can avoid that type of stuff. Oh, the Rams did sign Corey. Did you talk about the Rams signing Corey Little? Oh, no, they they got rid of Corey Littleton. Yeah, they got rid of Corey Littleton. Yeah, he we, signed we did, with the Raiders. Yeah, we didn't have them bringing back Corey Littleton. So, um, the... Arizona. Yes, Arizona. All right, so he... We correctly guessed they were going to trade David Johnson. We didn't yeah. figure out a trade partner, but we just yeah. knew he was going to. I'm so proud of that one. Correctly guessed that they were going to re-sign Trent. Kenyon Drake, they put a transition tag on him, so, you know, basically the same thing. Uh, we have them signing Logan Ryan from the Titans to go along uh, P2 in their secondary. Uh, we have them re-signing center AJ, AQ Shipley and re-signing Joe Walker. Uh, we think they're going to also re-sign Charles Clay. Uh, they're going to. We think they're going to re-release uh, Robert Alford since they got Logan Ryan um, we think they were going to restructure Humphreys on their offensive line. And uh, since then, the only other thing they've done is they sign, They did sign Jordan Phillips to a deal. Yeah. I think we originally had, because it was prior to the DeAndre Hopkins trade, we had yeah. Arizona signing Robbie Anderson. Robbie, yeah. And yep. ultimately, Corey dropped him off the list. because like, oh, well, they don't need him. They have DeAndre. So, yep. And then finally, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Before any of you get your hopes up, they will not sign an offensive lineman. 
But before any of you get your hopes up, we we are sticking to the to the trend that Pete Carroll has laid before us. They will not address offensive line issues. He just hears them at the uh, the coach and GM meetings, being like, "Oh yeah, you can you can get them anywhere." When they're talking about running backs, and Pete Carroll's like, "What? What did he say?" And he, he go, "Oh, you can get offensive linemen anywhere." And it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> So, uh, correctly, we guessed that they re- they were going to retain Jaron Reed. Uh, so we got that right. And then we have them um, re-signing Clowney, who has yet to sign anywhere. And then we have them signing Chris Harris Jr. Uh, they needed cornerback help before DeAndre Hopkins got traded to them. Now they definitely need some cornerback help. Yeah, there's some rough uh, offensive firepower coming out of the NFC West now. So, got to shore up your cornerback spot. All right. Um, Was that it? I think, yeah, we didn't do much for Seattle, did we? Nope. All right, go ahead. I was going to say, I got to get out of here. I got to get ready for work. Um, Hopefully you guys have enjoyed what will probably be our setup for quite a while now. Who knows how long? For Um, for probably at least a month. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll let Corey wrap this up. Um, Corey did a really good job on this, organizing everything and keeping up to date with everything. Yeah, you guys saw the Twitter, the big old whiteboard and stuff. They they put a lot of work into this, and it's awesome to see the results and the fruits of you guys' labor. This is a lot of fun. Oh, he said fruits of labor. Yeah. No, welcome back, Matt. Fruity. I've been I've been popping in and out. I I I'm tied up with a couple other things at the moment and like I didn't do the free agency board, so I just have a couple comments, I guess. So, yeah, have a good one, Kuiper. Thanks for coming in. And Corey can keep doing the Corey business. Guys, yeah. uh, stay safe and thanks for uh, you know thanks for nothing, I guess. Yeah. Because you guys suck. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, we uh we'll go we'll move on to the AFC East and start with the New England Patriots. Um so far we we did I think we did pretty good on the Patriots. Uh we had them re-signing Devin McCourty, we had them re-signing Slater, and we had them re-signing Joe Thune. Uh Thune has been tagged, but you know, same result, different way of doing it. Um I mentioned before uh, Bengals would cut or sign Sanu, so we have them cutting Sanu. We have them cutting tight end Matt Lacoste to make some room. Um, we have we're going to have them resign Danny Shelton. Uh, we're going to restructure Stephon Gilmore, and then uh, earlier we did mention that they were going to trade for Nick Foles. And so they'll bring in Nick Foles and then restructure him to save some money. Since they apparently lost out on the uh, Tom Brady lottery there. Yep. All right. That's it for new England. Any questions about new England? No, I mean, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> that bullshit still got me rolling, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with them. Honestly, I don't think they have a plan, and it's probably gonna be a little fucking crazy what they do post Brady here. 
Um, all right, we'll move on to the Jets. Uh, the only move the Jets have officially made so far is they signed uh, offensive lineman George Fant to a three-year, $30 million deal. Um, the rest we have, our guess is, is they want to bring in Philip Dorsett, kind of a poach trade or poach signing from the New England Patriots. Um, they want to... They want to rebuild their offensive or their wide receiver core. Um, we have them bringing in Marquise Pouncey after the Steelers cut him to, you know, also shore up their uh, offensive line. Uh, we'll have them signing Leonard Floyd from uh, the Bears after they have cut him this morning. Um, signing Everson Griffin, trying to get that, you know, that offensive or that defense together and respectable uh put them alongside cj mosley uh we have them cutting quincy and like i said they're trying to rebuild their wide receiver core uh quincy Nuno was good for that one year he was great that one year but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy and then there has been interest in them uh signing prince amukamara to a deal so we put him there as well mm. All right. Um, the Dolphins and the Bills were the last team we did because they had the most cap space. Um, so, oh, by the time we got to them, all their deals pretty much were already out there. Um, but I'll just recap what they have done. Uh, we'll start with the Dolphins. The Dolphins signed Eric Flowers from the Washington Redskins to a three-year, $30 million contract. They signed Shaq Lawson from the Bills to a three-year, $30 million contract. They signed Byron Jones to a five-year, $82 million contract, making him the highest-paid corner in the league, second to Xavier Howard, who is also on their roster. Um, they signed Kyle Van Noy to a four-year, $51 million deal. Um, Van Noy before said how much he enjoyed playing for uh, Brian Flores before he went down to the Dolphins last year. And then uh, they have signed Emmanuel Ogba to a two-year $15 million deal. So that's all they have come out with on the uh, Dolphins front so far. Okay, and then we'll move on to the Bills. Unless you guys have anything to say, no, I'm, 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 I'm good on that. I'm interested to hear what you have on the Bills since our big uh, Patreon angry is a Bills fan. Patreon shoutouts, Patreon.com/slash/fadpod. Well, like I us. said, give us money. Like I said, all their deals are pretty much out there before we got to them. Uh, so they have traded for Stephon Diggs. They gave up four picks this year, including their first round pick uh they signed mario addison uh, a few weeks ago they shot signed josh norman to a deal uh and this morning they re-signed quentin spain to a three-year deal at their guard and uh last night they signed aj klein from the saints to a three-year deal so that's all they've done so far and that leaves us with uh, one division. The NFC East. Okay. Right. Yeah, to start with Dallas, uh, we knew they were going to tag Dak and re-sign Amari. 
Amari's um, not a highest paid wide receiver because that it's just one of those positions that gets re-upped every year. Um, we said they're going to restructure Travis Frederick to save five million dollars to help make room for this stack and Amari deal. Um, we have them bringing in Jimmy Smith from Baltimore to replace uh, Byron Jones, and then they have them signing Carl Joseph safety uh, from the Texans who have said they're not bringing him back. And that's pretty much it for Dallas. Um, everybody knew going into this year that they're basically going to be handcuffed by the Dak and Amari deals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, once they sign Dak, they'll probably have, uh, they'll have the highest, they'll have, highest paid positions at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defensive end, and a uh, offensive line position will all be the highest paid players all on. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Do you think they're going to tag Dak? There doesn't really did, that flying around. They did tag Dak. Oh, they did? Uh, that, yeah, that yeah they, they, they did tag him. I just... I don't know if they're going to go and sign him from the tag or force him to play all year under it, which is where everything that gets interesting comes into play. Well, they gave a deadline; it didn't hit, so it's very possible that uh, they're just now they're just they gave him an exorbitant deal and he refused it, so they're just pissed off probably. And Jerry's just like, "All right, fuck you, then we're going to hit you with this tag." And he, he might play with that the whole year if he doesn't. If they don't make the playoffs again, they might just cut him, or trade him away, and see what happens. See what happens. Um, Philadelphia. Uh, they We guessed that they're going to sign Vinnie Curry, uh, Jalen Mills, and Ronnie McLeod. Um, we have them re-signing Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod because they lost out on the uh, Byron Jones uh, lottery, um, which the Eagles articles for saying only a national pandemic could keep the Eagles from signing Byron Jones and look what happened. We had a national <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, and then the moves wait, they didn't wait, make. Wait, wait, was that really a thing that was said? Yeah. Bro! Okay. Um, and then uh, the, thing, the two things that they did do was sign Javon Hargrave, which Eagles fans really like because Eagles fans are Eagles fans and they think now that they have the best defensive line in the league alongside with him alongside Fletcher Cox, um, which I think is kind of, it's definitely a top 10 defensive line. That's definitely but, good. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Javon Hargrave uh, had a good year last year, but it wasn't, it's not like he's had a great career. Um, and then we have them, or we don't have them. They did re-sign uh, Nate Sudfeld to a deal for a backup quarterback. They, uh, I don't know. The, the Eagles are such a weird situation because it's hard to pin exactly where they're at. They probably don't really know either because their entire team was hurt last year. Right. Um, their mentality ever since you know Peterson took over is their – uh, they're Super Bowl contenders. They're going all in and trying to win. That's why you see them do a lot of trades each year. That's why you see them like be active in 
the free agency and signing their players, they're always their mentality is they're always a contender for the Super Bowl. Um, which isn't necessarily if you believe it, your players are believing and they're going to play harder. You know, it's not like you're going down. You were like a player going down to Miami, being like, "Oh, well, we're just restructuring this year. You know, we don't really know what's going on. Uh, we're just and here to like collect a paycheck." Paycheck. It's, it's easy to buy into that mentality, also because one, they already won a Super Bowl, and two, with as as injured as they were last year, next man up, they still made the playoffs and almost won a game. So, like, it is a team that when they're healthy, they're going to compete. And I, I feel like they are probably going to be the best team in the NFC East this year. So, like, they're set up for success, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we'll move on to the Washington team. Um, <laughs> they did tag Brandon Sheriff. Uh, we originally had him going to Carolina. But that didn't happen because of the franchise tag. They did re-sign John Bostic, a linebacker. Um, they signed Wes Schweitzer away from Atlanta. And they brought back Kendall Fuller as for their corner, uh, slot corner. Um, as far as our guesses go, we have them signing Demarius Randall, which was before you know the Kendall Fuller signing. Um we have them bringing down Robbie Anderson from the Jets to play receiver uh, alongside, um, God, I always forget his name, um, the rookie from last year. I forget. I forget a lot of things about Washington players. Matt. Matt, help us. Matt. Mc, McLaughlin. There. Yeah. McLaurin. 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 Right. Sydney McLaughlin. His name's McLaurin. That, that's the wide receiver. That's the rookie wide receiver that did really well, McLaurin. All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut this so it sounds like I'm just saying it off the top of my head, so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin. I'm, I'm definitely not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um. So we have Robbie Anderson to go alongside McLaurin. Uh, we think they're going to bring Eric Ebron on a deal uh, to replace the always injured, you know, that guy. (laughs) 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 And then uh, also bringing in a signing Vic Beasley from Atlanta to put on the opposite side of, uh, you know that other guy from <laughs> Man, fuck this team. <laughs> uh, okay. So, last team. You guys ready? I'm ready. Hit We're the New York Football Giants. Oh boy. Um they made some decent moves already. Um we correctly guessed they were going to tag Leonard Williams. Um, we, I thought they were going to sign Robert Quinn. That did not happen. He went to the bears. Uh, I think they're going to try to revamp their wide receiver core by signing Nelson Aguilar and trading for Brandon cooks from the Rams. Um, yeah. Uh, we also think they're going to sign Timmy Jernigan from Philadelphia to put in next to Leonard Williams. And uh, we think they're also going to sign David Mayo back with them. Uh, the, 
couple of things they have done so far is they signed James Bradbury, which was a top corner on the market this year from Carolina. Uh, they signed Blake Martinez from Green Bay as a linebacker. And then they signed tight end Levine Tololo uh, to help. He's a blocking tight end. You know, that helps their offensive line and their rookie quarterback. So expect a lot of uh, large jumbo packages with Levine Tololo and uh, God damn it. <laughs> I can't help you here, buddy. Uh, I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. The name of this episode is Corey Can't Remember Names. <laughs> uh, the other Corey Can't Remember Names or That Guy. That Guy. You know. That Guy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Uh, give me one second. I got it. Evan Ingram. Hey, I got hey. it. Oh, okay. That's who you were talking. I, I didn't even know who you were talking. <laughs> All right. All right. That's our free agency mock-up. Holy shit. And a lot has already happened, too. This shit's popped the fuck off yesterday. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, a lot that happened. Um, man, I did, I've never... I don't think I've ever seen a, a team... Just uh, get raw fucked like the Texans just did. <laughs> I can't. Man, like, fucking take that L, Bill O'Brien. Take that fucking L. I, I bet he thought he had a deal. It's like, oh, man, this is great. Dave Johnson, great, great running back. I, I, I don't know. The more I think about it, I, I feel like there had to be. I feel like even, like... Even if this was like two to three years ago, I don't even know if I'd do that deal. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game, and he's the only receiver on your team that doesn't get injured. And David Johnson's been injured for two years, loses a step, and then is slated to be the starter this year, but then has to sit behind Kenyon Drake because he is playing well. I I, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Bill O'Brien, but more power to him. Dude. Titans are going to run away with the division. Oh, easy. It's, all, it's almost guaranteed at this point now. There's only so much Deshaun Watson can do for you. D-Hop was, su- was such a huge, huge factor in their success. And it, it's gone. It's gone. And they don't really have much good to replace it. it it's going to be a big hole that they just created. They got, like I, I guess, a slightly better solution at running back now, but it doesn't help much. I don't get it. It's fucking hilarious to me that you could fumble the team so bad. The only thing I could think is that they were having some, like maybe some extraneous issues with DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that's what they, uh, a report came out saying that, uh, Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins were not getting along this past year. Damn. Probably could have gotten more for him. No, he probably could have gotten a lot more for him. It's easy to not get along with a coach slash DM who is, Ruining your franchise! He's like hilariously incompetent. I can't believe it sometimes how just terrible this man is. I, I I don't know where the fuck the owner decided that like, yeah, you can stay at the GM. I I go oh, yeah, you make it to the playoffs every year and maybe win half a game. It's okay. 
<laughs> oh, this team has so much talent. I want like the Texans just to be like a face of the AFC just so we can have the Mahomes Watson matchup in the championship game. That's why I want like the Browns to be good. Mahomes Baker. That's why I want like different that's why I like these like star players, I want their teams to be good. It's just you have really good like matchups and stuff. Instead, you have Watson making it to the playoffs every year and then squandering it because he has to put the team on his back for 16, now 17 weeks, and he just can't do it because his coach is literally ruining him. And Brown's GM coaching ownership literally ruining players. Yeah, Jacksonville's ruining their defensive talent. You know, it's just so many teams that ah, they just don't get it, dude. They don't fucking get it. It looks like the Chiefs' kingdom is expanding the entire AFC, boys. Ah, man. I, I mean, uh, yeah, Dynasty's cool and all that. And if the Chiefs win, like, two more Super Bowls, I'm going to be fucking ecstatic. And I'll get a big head and all that shit. But, like, I want other teams to—I want Minnesota to win a Super Bowl. I want wherever Alex Smith goes to win a Super Bowl. I want, like—I just— Man, I just want exciting NFL. I want Alex Smith to be a Patriot really bad. I feel like if Alex Smith were to go to the Patriots, they would win the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, Sort of big news coming out from Adam Schefter. Uh, Steelers placed Ryan Chazier on the reserve retired list. Oh, so he's not going to come back. How does that that work? He's not going to come back or? Yeah, as far as I know. Uh, We probably could have expected that he's he just started walking again like this year or last year so like they they're probably gonna finally take him off their payroll is you know it's been long sad long. but at least they kept him on payroll through his uh, rehab process which is a standout or stand-up job by ownership for everything that he was doing on that team he seems like he was like starting to poise himself to be a linebackers coach which would be very interesting um I'd like to see that kind of future for him. I don't think he's done with the NFL just yet, but just definitely not in a player capacity. He will he will most likely do something else within the organization. I I would I would almost guarantee it. But it is it's sad to see that happen, but man, like you don't you don't recover from something like that. It's it's a miracle if you do, you know. Okay, here it says Pittsburgh announced Tuesday they're replacing linebacker Ryan Chazier of the reserve retire list. This doesn't mean Chazier is no longer part of the Steelers organization, but it doesn't mean he has contacted the commissioner's office to make it known he intends to retire. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's the one deciding to retire. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably because he's finally oh, the perspective, like where he's at and where he's going to end up being. Mm. Well, you know where we're at, Justin? Hmm. We're on all your podcast services, such hey. as I, Spotify, Google Play. We're also available on Facebook and Twitter, which, you know, now that we're all self-quarantined, you should check us out. Facebook is gaining, our Facebook page was getting like one to two new views a week. Uh, I'm getting like, I'm getting notified that we're getting like six to seven new views a day now because like nobody's got shit to do. And with this sports drought, people are eating up everything they can. So like... Maybe, Fuck uh, yeah, dudes! Come over to football after dark. We'll 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 uh, feed you. We'll wet your whistle. We'll uh, we'll uh, put ourselves in your body. Maybe we should uh, post there every once in a while. You know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I maybe. feel like 
I, I, I might, you know, I, we always say that we're going to get better with social media. This is the time to do it. We don't have any excuses. I mean, we can actually just like do it, take advantage of the fact that like the internet's getting increased, the steam's record views, Twitch's record views, podcasts can be record listened to people need shit to do with everything else closed. Right. So why not listen to us? Absolutely. Know? Have it. Hit us up. Um, I, I now, as soon as we end here, I'm going to go and like get this episode edited as quickly as I can and throw it up. I will, right now, because I, I don't know exactly how Which, a lot of stuff sounds on here, I apologize if it sounds like a garbage truck on fire. We yeah, will we, we're figure trying, it out. We're trying, to run, we're trying to run it back real quick because this is all breaking news today, and we wanted to be as ahead of it as we can. At least get our predictions out there so we can hashtag FadPod was right. Which yeah. is a big deal to us. And that also means for you, you guys get like a double dose because we were in editing hell for a while. So we got an episode two days ago. You're going to get an episode, hopefully, for the love of God today. Oh, it will happen today. I, I have 20 and, minutes uh, and I will get it done. You guys will, uh, you guys will get a double dose of FadPod to keep you going for a little bit. And if news keeps breaking, we might do like another emergency recording if we can get us all together. Which, you know, since we're all self-quarantined, we can kind of do as long as nobody's at work. Some of us still work right now. Yeah, me, me and me and uh, good old Kuiper both are still working our normal jobs because we work at essential places. That no matter what happens with this coronavirus, we will not close. The store I work mm-hmm. at will not close during this, so I will be working no matter what. But we will find the time to give you some fucking content. And that's what we're about. And if you like that content, in addition to uh, Twitter.com slash FADPOD and Facebook.com slash FADPOD, maybe if, if you have it in your hearts and are able to, you know, maybe throw us a dollar on Patreon.com slash FADPOD. We are pretty much break even our server costs to host this per month. We, we we make enough in uh, Patreon to pay for our server, and that's about it. And but this is year three, when we're getting we're getting more views. I still hear you guy in Turkey that listens to us. I know you're out there. <laughs> Shout outs to you, buddy. <laughs> Shout outs to that Turkey listener. Shout outs to Angry. Shout outs to Ben. Shout outs to Tom. Our three Patreons patrons that help make this happen. Um. Yeah. Without them. Without them and our listeners obviously we probably still be doing this but not as much as we want without like some of the passion that we have yeah i don't uh, know and our 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 server would be significantly worse (laughs) oh yeah our old server our old server sucked ass he gave us a lot of problems like like uh, being unable to upload because the site's down fucking all that shit like the guys we're with now are great they they answer any questions i have shout outs to podserve yeah, dude, I, you guys are the goats. Yeah, you guys have helped us out a ton. Uh, answered any questions I had, got us set up for other stuff. I really, really appreciate it very much. With that, I think we're going to call it. Yeah, but right before we call it, is the uh, refresh your Twitters real quick. Do we have any quick, like, last-second breaking news that we want to... Uh, Tom Brady's last pass at the New England Patriot was a uh, pick six in a playoff game. Oh, dude, that's spicy. I like that. That's a, that's a big rip, my dude. And well, I mean, it's similar to Favre. Favre's last pass was an interception or a pick six. Sometimes it's just the way you go out, I guess. You know, what I, if I, your last pass of the season, if it's a pick six, that the team has to trade you or get rid of you the next season? 
Oh my god. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, whoa, whoa. Jameis might go. Brady's gone. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Or are you just memeing about Brady to the buck? Well, I mean, I'm just memeing about like teams cutting their their quarterback. Oh, because they the pick six. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry, I just because it could be actual news. I like took you seriously. I was like, what? That would be nuts. But no, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident the Bucks are going to get rid of Jameis. Fucking, <laughs> we Jameis will Jameis. go somewhere. We, uh, didn't I saw Jameis, that... we did not have Jameis signing anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he signed signed a a ten year deal to the pit. Dude, he's going to go. Wait. Was Derek Carr in the same draft class as Marcus Mariota and James Winston? I think so. I think so. Don't quote us on that if we're wrong, but they're I think gonna, so. They're going to have all three of those quarterbacks on the Raiders roster. Oh, man. John Gruden can't. John Gruden's foaming at the mouth with that quarterback death. Mm, mm. All right, boys. That's it for us. I love right, we you. love you guys. Kuiper doesn't. Oh yeah, no. I forget that he doesn't. Car was the clowny draft. All right, we okay. we're wrong again. <laughs> no, 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 no. We weren't wrong. We we uh, corrected ourselves before we could be wrong. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> Bye. I don't love you. <laughs>